Amen, amen. Well, welcome to Renewal. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're new with us, I just want to say welcome to you and thank you for joining us today on this special morning. This is our fourth annual race conversation when we talk about the gospel and race here in our church. The first panel is going to come up here right now. Um, but the reason we do this at our church is because a lot of times when we think of matters of the gospel, what Jesus did on the cross for us, how he died for our sins, we believe in him, we live forever. We, we think of that, we, we like to separate that from racial matters or justice, matters of justice, things that are happening outside of these four walls, when the truth of the matter is when we look at what Jesus does, he doesn't separate them all at all. He, he, he sees that line, the dividing lines in front of him, and he always crosses them. He intentionally crosses those lines, whether it be the 12 guys that are hanging with him uh, from fishermen to tax collectors to the prostitute Mary Magdalene. He, he's crossing these different lines. You see him do that. You see him at John 4 uh, with the Samaritan woman at the well. He, he crosses the line with a, a person that Jews, they, they hated Samaritans, and he crosses the line, and she's safe because of that. So we do this each year in the month of black history to really look at, you know, what does the gospel say to matters of race? We have three different panels this morning. Three different panels. We do this every uh, a year, and sometimes, last year was myself and Pastor Luke up here talking about our lives and different conversation. This year, you're going to see there are three different panels. So um, this one is going to be all about race in the media. Where do you see that? How does the gospel speak to that? The next one will be about the workplace. Where do you see race in the workplace? And then the last one is about education, race and education. How does the gospel speak to these different spheres of, uh, of places that we work in or we're actually in on a day-to-day -day basis. And I love panels like this because you get to hear from people in your church. You get to hear from people just like you um, that are going through it and you get to hear their stories. So I'm excited about this morning and y'all, y'all in for a treat. I'm so excited about all the people we have in our church and what God has done here at Renewal. So uh, y'all ready? You buckle your seatbelts up. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for your goodness. I thank you for all that you're doing in and through your church here at Renewal Church of Chicago. I thank you for the folks that have made it out, braved the snow, and even those that are still in their way, Lord, let them get here safely. I pray that anything we say and do this morning, God, would be according to your word and your will, Lord. Most of all, that you be lifted up, be the hero of this morning, continue to be the hero of our lives, Lord Jesus, and may you just fill this place with your presence, God. Go before us in this, God, and I pray that we'll be challenged and encouraged by you. We pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said together, Amen, amen. Well, let me introduce you to my friends up here. If you don't know them already, they are all working in different spheres of influence in media, um, they, or they pay attention to the media a lot. Um, so I just want them to go ahead and introduce you. Could you just say your ethnicity, where you're from, you're just kind of what you, where you work in? Let me raise my seat up. Y'all look way taller than me. There you go. I'm going to start us off, Jordan. All right. My name is Jordan Carroll, and I'm Caucasian. I grew up in Indiana. Uh, went to school in Savannah, Georgia, and then lived in LA and New York before moving to Chicago. And currently, I am a visual effects artist at a company called The Mill, yeah. which means I primarily do post-production and computer graphics for TV commercials. And he has the coolest job on the panel, so let's leave that there. <laughs> um, my name is Deb. I am also white and I parent three children who are black. I also have brothers who were adopted and are black and so we have a multicultural family. 
Um, I grew up uh, in Ohio and the Chicagoland area, left for college, law school in New York, um, have been back since 1997. Um, I am a lawyer, I practice today. So you might ask yourself, why are you on this panel? So I think there are a couple of reasons. One is I do run a nonprofit and we intersect with social media a lot and talk and think a lot and try to be intentional about um, the way we talk about those that we serve um, in the media. Um, and also because I'm pretty passionate about politics, if you know me, so I apologize in advance. <laughs> the, any statements I make today are mine and mine alone and not Derek's or Renewal's, but no, just kidding about that. But really, I think those are some of the reasons I was asked to participate. Okay, if you want to pick a fight with Deb, you can do that after service. That's right, you talk guess. to me later. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm DeMond, I'm uh, 32 years old. I'm originally from Chicago. Um, born in Chicago when I was a really little kid. I moved to a place in Southern Illinois called Decatur, Illinois. I grew up the majority of my life there. Um, there, when I was in high school, I moved to Columbus, Ohio. Um, stayed there for a couple years and then I came back to Chicago to attend college, downtown at uh, Columbia College, Chicago. And I've been here since um, 2005. Since 2005, um, and kind of what I do now is I'm a, um, Christian artist, worship artist, um, and that's what I do, and uh, that's who I am. And he's good at yeah, it. Yeah, he leads worship here, y'all. Do y'all like worship here at Renewal? Heck amen. yeah. Amen. Amen and amen. So you guys got the fun topic, media. There's so much going on. When we say media, we're, talk, we're not just talking about like social media. We're talking about news. We're talking about politics. We're talk, it's broad. Huh? We're talking about artist, art, artistry, all these different things. So I want you, if you guys would just fill me in a little bit. I want everybody to just jump in. But when, when you think of media, what are some things that you see in the media that, that may need to change? How do you encounter race in the media? What are some things that you've seen maybe over the it may be recent or throughout your, your time being just watching the media, all these different things. What are some things that you notice in the media? So I'll go first. The, um, my first real uh, encounter, I guess, with race and media, I think I was either 19 or 20, um, still in college, uh, moved out to L.A. for an internship, and a friend kind of took me under his wing, uh, African-American guy, and we were just talking and I naively made a comment about how diverse our industry was. And he was like, how many black guys have you met in the industry? Mm. I thought, one, him, <laughs> he's the only one. Um, and coming from a small town in Indiana, it was a diverse industry compared to Indiana. Um, but as a reflection of the United States, it's not a diverse industry. Mm. Um, and I think the biggest thing for me that I see that needs to change is um, <clears throat> what you see on TV, the commercials, the movies, are not representative of the world we live in. Mm. Yeah, right. It's trying to sell you something, trying to advertise a product um, or a lifestyle with that product. Wow. And, um, you know, we don't fit that mold. That's just not, not representative of the, of the United States right now or ever. Mm. That's good. That's good. Good. How about you, Deb? Um, so I'm going to go at it at a little different angle than Jordan did, but something that happened this week, okay, struck me and I thought, great timing for the panel. So um, prior to the Super Bowl, you may have seen that there were some Black Lives Matter protesters outside the Super Bowl. Um, they were not engaged in shenanigans. Uh, they were protesting um, the NFL. 
um, pretty quietly, and at least five of them were arrested. Um, don't want to talk about the reasons for that, but I'm just laying some facts before you. Um, so fast forward, the Super Bowl happens, the Eagles win, it's their first time ever. I mean, I remember when the Cubs won, it wasn't that long ago, first time ever for the Cubs in Chicago. People are happy and they're celebrating and they're doing their thing. And as I watched the news unfold from Philadelphia, what did I see? I saw headlines like mm. overzealous, passionate Eagles players tip over cars and wreck some stores. Mm. I didn't once hear the word thug. I didn't hear the word rioters. Mm. I didn't hear any of the words that we hear that we tend to hear in the media when there are black people involved. And that broke my heart a little bit because what happened after the Super Bowl was far more violent and destructive than some quiet protesters ahead of the Super Bowl. And I think that's the tension we see, Derek, in the media. That's good, that's good, that's good, that's good. To come at it from different angles. Damon, I know you got a that's different right. story too, just thinking through music and all the things that you've done. So how, how do you see this in the media? Well, I would just say that um, just being an African-American um, artist, I wouldn't say that it's unacceptable but or not, not accepted, but um, there is a difference when it comes to, you know, me being an African-American um, worship artist um, going into arenas um, where everyone is predominantly, you know, white. There's a difference there. Um, and I think, I don't know, I just think that... Um, that it needs to become more integrated, you know, um, just understanding that, you know, we worship, you know, one God and one savior. Um, um, this week, actually, um, a record came, I know you guys have heard of um, Elevation, um, Elevation Worship, mm -hmm. yeah. and they put out an album, um, Chris Brown is on there, so they put out an album, <laughs> and um, they actually put a lot of, um, some of the more, uh, prominent um, African-American worship artists on the album, um, which is cool, uh, but I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not sure how integrated, you know, their mentalities are or if they are really, if they did this because just to show unity or is there really unity, wow. you know, in the body of Christ. So, um, I don't know. That's just kind of my perspective as I try to break these barriers and continue to push Jesus and um, become one with with um, our society. You know, just something that I think about um, as I ask God and pray God to give me the clarity on how to be a part of whatever he's doing in our generation and in our world, you know. So. That's good. I know that's uh, your heart too. When we were thinking about iron and trying to find a worship leader, Damon came to the scene and he was like, man, I love Bethel. And I'm like, dude, you're a black dude from Chicago. Bethel, like, what is Bethel? Y'all know who Bethel is? We sing some of their songs. Bethel, um, predominantly uh, just very white evangelical contemporary Christian music. And he's like, man, I love Bethel, but I'm in a black church. So just really being able to cross those lines. But speaking about just crossing lines, what are some things that you do, all of you guys, just thinking through, and then maybe you can jump in on this, but when you think about the media, specifically parenting kids mm -hmm. that are African-American, just thinking through how do I try to cross these lines intentionally, um, when I look at the media, how do, how do I do that? How do I educate people on this? So if you can just jump in on that, how do you do that? Yeah, I think, um I think as, as white people in the U.S., we have a responsibility. White people who, let me take a step back. White people who love Jesus, yeah. who love black people, OK? 
okay? We have a responsibility to use our voice, okay? You can't sit and let the media flash you by and say nothing. Um, and I'll tell you why this is so crystallized for me now, parenting children who are black. They notice. They mm -hmm. notice everything. You let some racist message go by without um, a comment or without redirecting it for them or without saying, that breaks my heart, sweetheart. Somebody shouldn't have talked that way. They notice. You are accepting every time you're not speaking up. And I know that can feel like a heavy burden, but mm. guys, I mean, these are people that we love and care about. And if we allow those messages to stand, if we allow them just to kind of be out there without, um, without saying, no, in Jesus' name, that is not the truth of the gospel, um, then we have become part and party to that message that's floating out there. Um, and for those of you who are friends with me on Facebook, you know, sometimes I, I apologize right now, sorry. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I see this stuff and it's like every day I have six different messages that I need to say about that isn't right and neither is that and I didn't like that. And I, so what you'll see is like, I'll post them and then I'll take them down. I'm like, okay, I need to have personal conversations with people. But there is a tension here, I think, um, in between calling the media out for, you know, their nonsense as well as showing my kids, I have your back. Mm. And showing my brothers, I've got yours too. And Damon and Derek, yours yeah. too. Yeah. Because there is a lot of crap still out here and I loved this video that we saw this morning, but we still got a long way to go. Yeah. We got a long way to go. Some good stuff happened in the 60s, but that was only 50 years ago. Don't do the math. Um, but we have a long way to go. That's good, that's good, that's good. Thanks for sharing. Jordan, how about you, man? I know you, you're working. He's got the coolest job in here. I, don't, I, don't, I, never, I still don't know exactly how to Wouldn't share so sure. what you do, but um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's crazy. But I mean, when you think about commercials and graphics and the things that you're working with on a day-to-day -day basis, things that you've, you've shared with me, too, just, you know, what's some things that you see when you think about media and how we, how we get to what's on TV and all that? How's just some of that stuff changed? Well, I think part of it is um, just going back to that conversation I had you know, a few years ago with uh, my friend in LA, um, I think just the industry from the inside needs to change. Mm -hmm. um, like Deb was saying, speaking up and being intentional about um, crossing those lines and saying, you know, I know we need to make a new hire, but why is it not a minority hire? Mm. You know, yeah. why can't we be intentional about who that person is? We know we need a person, yeah. making sure we step across uh, those lines. So I think for us being able to um, intentionally go after certain talent um, needs to be a priority. And one way, kind of jumping ahead to workplace and education, uh, that we're doing it here in Chicago is partnering with a nonprofit uh, that works with African-American students in media and wow. helps them um, understand, you know, whether it's live action media or post-production, um, that they can channel their energy for you know video games and movies and make a career out of it. That's so, awesome. Mm. I love that. So yeah. you all would agree that it's it's really important to educate people on media. We need to pay attention to what's happening in the media. So how, how is that? How how hard is it, man, to just train worship artists and folks just thinking through like you know when you sing here on Sunday morning, we're not just singing gospel. We're singing hymns. We're singing contemporary Christian. I mean. Tell me about that. How hard is that maybe to just kind of jump between those lines and, and, and well, train people? Well, I would say that it's hard. I just I think it's, um, it does take a special person, I guess, mm -hmm. just because you have to be um, open 
an understanding to the fact that we all come from different places. Yeah. And um, the way that they do things where I come from is completely different than how you do things where yeah. you're from. Um, but I think that if we have a central understanding that says Jesus is the way, yeah. you know, and we do things based off the word of God and we do that, then the other stuff we can figure out. Mm-hmm. And I think the easiest way to figure out all of that other stuff, um, and I get an opportunity to do that weekly, which is to actually like do life with these people, you know, mm-hmm. do life with people that are of different cultures, meaning go through those hard things and figure out those hard spaces or those lines that are a little tougher than others or whatever, just to figure out what, where do you come from? Like, what mm-hmm. do they do? What, how do they do this where you're from? Or mm-hmm. this is what we do. Does, how does that work with you, you know? And just figuring out those things, but in, in all actuality, like doing it with love, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like having love as you do that. And if you come up to uh, a, a stopping place or, or a halt or something, figuring out, and it takes love to figure that out, you know? So once you get that, I think, like you said, it, it starts from the inner workings. I feel like that's, that's in itself inner working, you know, to figure out those differences and transcend all that stuff with the love of Jesus. Definitely. That's good. That's good. Deb, you spoke about media and social media and things. Um, we got a lot of social media soldiers out here and Twitter thugs and things like that. Twitter um, thugs. Yeah, we got big Twitter thugs, things like that. But think about that, like these platforms and things that we have in, at our disposal at the, at the palm, in the palm of our hand. I mean, you can read Twitter and get just depressed after eight minutes Correct. nowadays. Um, just reading at all these different news outlets and things, but speak to why it's really important for Christians, so to say, to really um, pay attention to this. And is, is, this a, is it a gospel issue? Is, this, is, is Jesus in the media? Like, is this something that we need to pay attention to? How do we integrate those lines? How do we cross them? Yeah, um, I think it's a good, a good question, Derek. <coughs> Throwing my mic around. Sorry about that. Um, I, I do think that uh, Christians should engage, whether it's in the media or something else. Do I think that means you have to go home now and sign up for a Facebook page? No. If you don't want to be on Facebook, don't be on Facebook. If you don't want to be on Twitter, don't be on Twitter. But if you are on them, and if you see some of this nonsense circling, be the one that raises your, your hand and says, I love Jesus, and that is not of him. You know, you can uh, say it how it's appropriate in the moment. Maybe don't think to the level of some of what we're seeing these days. But I do think that Jesus is for justice and for mercy and for equality and for all those things. And if we're sitting back going, shrug, 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 we're not doing what he's asked us to do. This is exactly why he came. These things are exactly the reason why he died for us, is so that we could be the voice of him. He left his Holy Spirit, and when we feel that in us, we have to speak out. And so I think if you're gonna engage in social media, then be the person who says, that is not of Jesus. Now, can I have a footnote here? There are lots of trolls out there, you guys, who are saying things just to be trolls and just to drum it up and not to, so, I don't know, maybe engage your filter a little and ignore the troll, but don't ignore the person who's legitimately espousing something that is harmful to the people in this room, okay? That's, that, I think, is what we're striving for um, because Jesus asked us to continue to cross lines and break down barriers and figure out ways to exalt his name. And I think that the question of race and how we treat one another, um, especially in the media, because that's sometimes all that people know. 
Okay, We're, Jordan even said, you know, in Indiana, it was diverse for him because that's just what he saw. So what about the people who live in rural parts of our country now and have never met a black person? There are still people like that, guys. So where do they get their images? From the media. And if it goes unchecked, then we have allowed our country to perpetuate a very dangerous cycle mm. that, that we really need to put a stop to. That's good. That's good. I think uh, it's a lot of truth to that because the media, especially social media now, we got a lot of power right in our hands and we can use it well or we can use it wrong. So, mm. I mean, any last comments just thinking about, because um, I, I don't want people going away thinking that this is, oh, it's just, it's cool that we talked about media, but it's really not gospel. It's not, it doesn't affect the way I love Jesus. Any last comments about why as Christians we should do this? What's some things that we may be able to pay attention to a little bit more? If it's not social media, maybe we're not social media soldiers, but we like watching news, the news or something of that nature. Like how can we engage uh, media a little bit more as Christians? Anybody can jump in. No, I'll just, I'll be fast. So um, I think, um, <laughs> I challenge everybody to just like kill the separation. I get it, like, you know, we all come from different places and we all have family members that come from a different time where things were way more separated, but I challenge you all as Christians and ones who love Jesus to kill the separation and take a moment or take that second to find a connection with somebody that's different than you. Mm -hmm. And, um, exemplify the love of Jesus in that relationship. I just challenge everybody to do that. Here's, here's why I think it's a gospel issue. Because I think many of us can look out either at the media or at politics or social media or whatever kind of venue has your attention and we feel there's something we don't like. Okay? You may or may not like the president. You may or may not like, you know, things that you read on Twitter. You may or may not like the news about Chicago, whatever it is. There are things that are pricking your heart that you don't like. And if we as believers sit back and say, I love Jesus, but I don't need to engage, what's going to change? Mm. Okay. We love Jesus and we must engage yeah. um, in the place that makes sense for you. And I guess that's why I would say it's a gospel issue. That's good. Real quick to piggyback off of that, I think one of the things that Deb said earlier is really key um, for her kids, but it's also key for us as individuals um, if you don't have kids or to your spouse or to your friends, um, all the media that you see is targeted, whether it's mm, that's true. even on social media, you know, mm-hmm. um, advertisers are there and um, things are specifically targeted to you to sell you something. Um, one thing that I think is helpful uh, practically for me is does this is this in line with what the Bible says racially? Is this, or is this a lie that the devil is trying to sell us, that we can't have that or we can't do this because we don't look like that? And it's everywhere. Right. Right. So we can all agree that this is deeply a gospel issue, that this is, that, that if Jesus was here today, he'd be on social media. I think so. He'd, he'd watch the news, right? Mm-hmm. He, he'd be engaged, that, so to say. Um, and that's, I think, the big thing about why we really need to pay attention to media is that we get to see what's going on with our brothers and sisters and people that are around the globe that we may not even be able to come in contact with, but we need to be engaged on a certain level where we're able to meet them where they're at and all those different things. So thank you guys for sharing your hearts up here uh, about media and your different platforms. Can you guys give it up for them? This is good stuff, right?